is it possible to be racist against white people? And is it possible for a white person to bring up a thought provoking question about this? Now, this is all about the condemnation of Dilbert columnist Scott Adams. People are saying online he's a racist and it is seems to be a competition of who can condemn him the fastest and the loudest. Uh, he said some things over the weekend that got him canceled faster than Kanye West. I would say, and that's saying something in national newspapers, because he is the guy that drew and created Dilbert, which was nationally syndicated. It is no longer because all of the newspapers came quickly rushing to their Twitter feeds to post statements like this. Here's from the L.A. Times saying that the Times has decided to cease publication of Dilbert uh, because of his racist comments on a YouTube live stream. Um, further, in the last nine months, the Times has on four times printed a rerun of the comic when the Daily Dude strip did not meet our standards. So it will be immediately discontinued, they say. Um, here is a statement from his distributor. They say that this company is severing our relationship with Scott Adams. Uh, the process of this termination will extend to all areas of our business with him. They say, as a media company, we value free speech. Um, they don't really, but they're saying they can say that if they want to. And we are proud to promote and share many different voices and perspectives, but we never support any comments rooted in discrimination or hate. So, okay, let's see what he really said. And then you judge for yourself because this is mainstream media telling you that this is racist. You decide you get, you get a vote. Um, I can show you a dozen more like this tweets that are like, I told you so he's racist. He says things that we don't like. Um, but we have to cancel it. So um, it has to do, it started with a Rasmussen poll that was released just last week. The first poll asked Americans of any race to agree or disagree with this statement. It's okay to be white. 72% of Americans agree, 12% disagree. 69% of Democrats agree, 12% disagree. Um, then the statement, black people can be racist too, 79% of Americans agree, 12% disagree, 71% of Democrats agree, 19 disagree. Now, that poll is a bit problematic in and of itself, but then Rasmussen, Rasmussen followed it up with this poll asking only black Americans, is it okay to be white? 53% agree, 26% disagree, 21% are not, not sure. So that's almost 50% saying we're not really sure if it's okay to be white we, or we think that it's not. Um, the saying black people can be racist too, 76% agree, 27 disagree, and 8% not sure. So again, according to this poll, about three-fourths of black Americans have some kind of racial prejudice against white. Now, we all hold racial prejudices, whether they are positive, negative, conscious, or unconscious. It's ignorant of us to pretend that we don't. Um, the poll may be trying to point that out in a positive way, saying everyone has racial biases. We should learn to treat people on the content of their character, maybe. Um, in fact, the YouTube video that accompanies this poll, though, the demographer points out that this poll undermines the current racial orthodox, he says. He starts by talking out about how this not sure number is significant. Listen. 17% of Americans are not sure, and that's a pretty big number for a question like this, which should be a simple question to answer. To me, that is the standout number. 
people berated or guilted so much that they won't anonymously submit a response to an IVR call or an online survey. Now, just for those wondering, if we took out the not sures, then 86% of Americans agree with that statement, a whopping 70% strongly. But I'm gonna just keep the not sures in there for all these. But just keep in mind that the agreement number here is bigger than even these numbers indicate. Men agree slightly more than women, and younger adults slightly less than older ones. But here's race, and there is a signal here. White adults are much more likely to say it's okay to be white, which I think is very telling considering how much effort has been put into convincing white Americans that it isn't okay. Only 7% of white Americans say it isn't okay to be white. Now that's interesting. I've never heard a demographer sort of say something like that, like that there is a lot of media bias convincing white Americans that it's not okay to be white. I agree with him, but I'm not sure a demographer should say that. Um, my belief is you can't combat racism with racism, right? That right. should be obvious to everyone. It's not to Twitter. Right. I've never heard a demographer say that out loud either, but you know, he's, I think he's, he's telling the truth about it, right? Yeah. We're all uh, aware of it. And in the same way that we're all aware of these biases, why shouldn't he mention that though? Right. In fact, there is sort of a religious fervor for making white people ashamed of themselves. Here is a video I found from the New York times telling white people exactly why they should have guilt um, and that they cannot refute their white privilege. Watch. I think that impulse, that kind of colorblindness impulse, comes mostly from white people. Like I've never heard, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it comes from all people of all kinds, but I've heard it most from white people who are saying like, let's do this as a way of getting past this racism thing. And I think in part it comes from um, a sense of shame and guilt about what racism has done and, and kind of how racism was built by white, by white people. I don't want to be ashamed of being, a, and plus I'm a male. It's like every group out there can be pissed off at me because I'm white and a male. And that's a weird kind of burden that some people do feel. And I certainly feel it sometimes from people that I'm privileged, I get stuff that other people don't get. I think we're all implicated in a racist system and I play my part in it as a white person. So I do have individual responsibility and accountability. I mean, I'm part of the system and I do things that both perpetuate it and I try to certainly do things that challenge it. I realize I've never said anything. When I've, when I've heard racist jokes, when I've heard racist comments, I've never said anything. I've never spoken up and said, hey, <laughs> That's racist. Not once. In my mind, there's, there's no, I'm not involved in any conflict that involves race. I've only been the beneficiary of it. So um, to talk about it is, is I don't think I, I would sound very wise. Being white means that I have the privilege to think that I'm not affected by racism. Uh, or that I don't even have a race, because I have all these other things, like a gender and a sexual orientation, and those are pretty neat, so I don't have a race. But, but I do, and I'm white. It's like a confessional. It's crazy. I mean, it? this goes on for five minutes. I only clipped out the last part, and I was like, what the hell am I watching? Now, this is a, a few years old, but this was an effort by the New York Times to tell people that they need to confront their white privilege 
And it was again, like, again, yeah, like a, like a confessional, like go into this booth, whip yourself 30 times, and then you're going to do it again tomorrow because of this unconscious bias. Um, there is irrefutably an effort in our culture to even the score with white people, so to speak. Uh, for more about this, I want to recommend the book by Douglas Murray, War on the West. Um, I think he does a fantastic job of breaking this down. Now, I could continue to break down the survey because I have a social science background, but I won't, onto what Scott Adams actually said. Um, he said, in response to this survey, he said that people who answered that it is not okay to be white are a hate group and that white Americans should distance themselves from people who don't like white people. Is that racist? Now, think that through for a bit. So let's just clarify that point. Let's just enunciate that point. Okay. So the, uh, in this poll, the people that said it's not okay to be white, that's hateful according to Scott Adams. And therefore, white people then should stay away from those people because that's hate. Let's switch the racist for a second. Okay. If white people overwhelmingly answered that it's not okay to be black... And black people said, well, then I want to stay away from those white people who feel that way. Would that be hateful? I don't think so. It'd be a, it'd be a call to be safe, right? Or a call to just live a more comfortable life. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. And say, yeah. okay, I, the, maybe I don't want to go into that particular neighborhood because, well, you know, maybe there's a history of, of things happening to people that wander into neighborhoods where, maybe where they're not welcome. Maybe it's an inflammatory way to say this, but is it something that is racist and hateful? Philip and, and David Foster Brothers, do you want to say anything about this? Is that a hateful thing to say? I don't feel like it is, no. Okay. Now, in an interview with Hotep Jesus on his YouTube channel, um, Scott Adams explained it this way. And I think some of the context got lost. Is that if you're not in a constitutional legal sense and you're not talking to an individual, then for career maximization or life maximization, you might want to avoid people you think have a bad opinion of you. Okay. So he goes on to say that when a black family becomes affluent, they move out of black neighborhoods and into neighborhoods with lower crime rates and, you know, more social programs. And those neighborhoods tend to be white. Um, or he mentions uh, now a lot of those in neighborhoods tend to be Asian or Indian. Um, and he says, do we begrudge them that as a racist endeavor that you want to go where people have a more favorable opinion of you. Is that racism? Now, these are valid questions. He may have raised them in a trolling kind of way, but they are still worth discussing. Uh, now, why did he do this? He answers that question. In his answer, he says the F word. So I'm giving you fair warning because I hear from those of you who watch with your children. Um, he, I'm going to play what he says. Um, and he says the F word once. So you've been warned. Go ahead. To shake the box. So here's the answer to your original question. Why the fuck did I do this? Because the box was broken and somebody needed to shake it. And we need to be able to actually break through the bubble and actually have the conversation. And if what that causes is me to get canceled, eh, I had a good run. <laughs> you know, if, if, you, if, the, uh, if the proposition is you get to continue doing your cartoon or you get free speech in, in a useful way. Like, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it was useful. 
Okay, but is this useful, this conversation, or is it just giving people the opportunity to jump in and virtue signal and call someone a racist, thereby proclaiming to the world that they are not a racist? Uh, well, it does seem to be a little bit of that, and he addresses that. Most of the, the worst responses I got were from white people signaling. Yeah, I call them the, you know, the, the, the dopamine gooners. It's like they're, they're just tweeting at me, ah, oh, you're racist, ah, you know, over and over again. And, and they're just enjoying themselves in some weird way. It doesn't feel like it's about me. It's yeah. like I'm, I'm just the thing, the headlines they can goon to. But the, the weirdest thing was how black men responded to this. Mm. White men went immediately to racist, Nazi, you know, and you couldn't talk them off that ledge. Uh, the black man pretty much came in with something kind of similar to your first reaction, which is there's something we don't know about this. <laughs> like the, 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 they were smelling a, like, oh, this doesn't smell right. Like there's something about this. There's some context missing. Uh, and so mostly the response I got from black men was, I'm interested in this topic. Mm -hmm. uh, actually interested in the topic. Okay. That's interesting, so, man. That we can yeah. have this kind of discussion, right? Because you just don't get this on Twitter. I mean, you know, you don't get this deep, nuanced discussion about it and understanding. And maybe his initial tweet or whatever was inelegant, inelegant, and it certainly, it maybe was trolling, I guess. And he's and he says he wish he would have like been more nuanced about it and has exclaimed it a little bit more differently. Um. Well, in in my personal journey, like I, I remember so many times being, you know, like I had a, an idea of what I thought and I got punched in the face a couple of times with information that I wasn't expecting, still like throwing out my view against something that somebody had posted like that. But then once I started like listing and looking, I was like, wait a minute, that what I'm thinking doesn't make sense. So I feel like, you know, like we have to have these conversations and sometimes like what Matt, Matt Walsh was just going through like last week where people were saying he was too mean with Dylan uh, Mulvaney or whatever. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes you have to kind of put it out there in that way because it gets people charged up and it gets everybody reacting. And some people will come out the other end actually looking into the information. So, you know, you might get a hundred thousand people to go into it, maybe 10,000 come out with more information and change. And then that's more people you have pushing that out. So it's like, I feel like I yeah. agree with him. I feel like it has to happen. And I, and I do, I've learned through listening to Natalie to try to be a little bit more diplomatic with my, like my delivery of things, <laughs> which I appreciate. Um, so I've had better conversations doing that, you know, recently. Um, so I, I do like what he's saying about the nuance. I feel like he could have been a little bit different with how he did it, but I feel like it still has to happen. Right. And I think this is the crux of the conversation that we are not supposed to have, which is why it feels good to just watch the mainstream media cancel him um, because we should not be asking the question, is it okay that we all have shared racial biases and prejudices or are we supposed to just jump on whiteness as bad? Um, Elon Musk jumped into this conversation on Twitter. He agreed that the new racism is against white and Asian people. Uh, he was responding to something about um, you know, this con conflict. And he said, the media is in fact racist. 
Um, and then he followed up. He said, for a very long time, U.S. media was racist against non-white people. Now they are racist against whites and Asians. Same thing happened with elite colleges and high schools in America. Maybe they can just all try not being racist. Um, now, Hotep Jesus, the host of that uh, YouTube show, he makes the point that black people may have biases against white people bred into them. And that is more intense at different socioeconomic levels, which is a valid point. And we'll put a pin on that and discuss it another time. But Adam said he was going to retire anyway. He's 65. He doesn't really care about the cancel culture. He's going to work on his locals channel and he may go into politics. Um, but he is interested in having a productive race discussion. And I think in this 90 minute YouTube video, which I'm going to link you to in the show notes, they, they accomplished that. I think it is actually a really good conversation about race that I encourage you to watch. Um, and I found myself agreeing with the both of them quite a lot. He has some really nuanced uh, ideas about reparations. For instance, um, the host says, I think reparations, we could start that discussion by saying, fine, reparations if Democrats pay. And then we see what happens, <laughs> which is really interesting. Right. He's like, because then Republicans will be like, sure, do it. And Democrats then have to put up or shut up. Um, and he also has some interesting ideas about reparations as tax incentives uh, for black entrepreneurs. Hmm. And I like it. And I think those things should be heard. Um, you know, I can see where it could go right or, or wrong, but it's a productive conversation. But I really think the mainstream media wants you to look another way. Um, and I don't think we can look away from the fact that mainstream culture wants you to replace one racism, racism with another. They want white people to take lashes for racism of their past in a way that no other culture with sins of the past has had to do. Um, and I think they do it to keep black voters in a victim mentality and endear them to the Democratic Party, which uh, this host points out is not really congruent to black values. Watch. So, see, the, the thing that people don't realize is how close the black community and the conservative community are. It's like they're they're on the other side of a, of a paper wall. Yes. Like, blacks are almost natural conservatives. Yes. <laughs> now, I, I can only say that because you're here, right? So you, <laughs> you can agree with me. It's true. Uh, if, it's true. If, if I said that out of context, people would be like, well, that's crazy. Yeah. But, you know... Uh, to me, it looks like there are a lot of natural conservatives who can't bring themselves to buy the whole conservative package. So that's a problem. Yeah. But you don't have to. You, you just buy the part that everybody wants, better education. Yeah. I mean, it, just to support what you said, right? At the very basic level, what's important to black people? Um, God, money, and guns. <laughs> That's one thing that black folks and white conservatives got in common. They love them things. So that supports your argument. And ain't a, ain't a black person that could, that could disagree with that. They know we love guns. They know we love money. And they know we love God. We're one of the most church-going people ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, you, you like free markets, I'll bet. I'll, we, I'll bet you like un, unfettered commerce with nothing getting in your way. We are, we are definitely capitalists. Uh, and he goes on to say that we like low taxes. We like all of those things. Um, you know, I want to validate that he said that. I, you know, it's not an opinion that was mine or I had thought of, um, but it made me stop and think. 
you know? Yeah. Um, now, when Adam says that black people are more aligned with the left than they are with the right, that seems to be true. Just today, the Financial Times reported how black voters are upset with the Democratic Party and they're having a really hard time rallying them up for 2024. Uh, voters that they rely on are just not feeling that the Democratic Party aligns with their values. This is the point Candace Owen always makes is that they never have. It's a media ruse that the Democrats stand for uh, disenfranchised black people. They don't at all. Um, this is the conversation we are not supposed to have. So we can cancel a comic writer for provoking so that we all feel anti-racist for our own dopamine pleasure, right? But most of the people doing that will not listen to the full comments, will not watch the full show, um, and will not have a productive conversation around race. And Adam says he's just not interested in anyone who won't listen to the context of the conversation. So if you're here to just sort of pile on Dilbert, you can piss off, basically, with what he says in this tweet. Um, he says, you know, if anyone actually wants to see the full context, then I will listen to your criticism, but the rest of you are in a fake news bubble. But I trust you suspected that. So, um, you know, you can piss off, basically. Like so that. what do you think? Is he, a is he trolling us or does he have interesting comments that are worth looking at? Or should we all just sort of accept our white penance uh, and, you know, jump on this cancel culture? What do you think? Let I us know in the comments. <laughs> I think it's got to be hard to be that in that kind of position, like you're a, kind of a celebrity of sorts and, and you just want to have an opinion on something and you just want to say a thing that means something to you and then it's just taken completely out of context. It's blown up on the media and all of a sudden you're in this this media shitstorm just because you have an opinion on something. But I it's think ridiculous. he wanted that. He says so. He says he wanted to do this. He wants to go down in well, a blaze no, I, of yeah, glory. I, um, and, yeah, you no, know, I, I, I totally get that. But I mean, I'm just saying it's just kind of crazy how that happens. Like like on this show, if we were to say so, like, I, I think it's a little bit different because of our audience or whatever. But like, if we were to have an opinion or something like we could start a media storm and, you know, get basically canceled for having an opinion on something that doesn't go with the far left's narrative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but he was moving towards retirement anyway. And he's, uh, you know maybe taking a page out of J.K. Rowling's book is like, I'm going to speak for productive social conversations yeah, but this is and censorship. I can afford to. Yeah, but it's censorship at the heart of it. All these newspapers canceling a comic strip, you know, a comic strip, a funny yes. paper. I mean, and so we're That we're has losing, nothing to do with this politics. Right. Nothing to do with this politics. We're losing we're losing our right to free speech in this country and people being canceled over things. This cancel culture has got to stop. And it's you know, it's just I think it's really destructive. You're seeing censorship across the board. We had the James Bond story in the, in the newsletter this morning about Ian Fleming books which had some definitely, you know, words you might not use today back in the early live, or let, live and let die books. Calling criminals and, drunkards yes, was or, upsetting one because of the they things. were African. Yeah, and then other, you know, other words. And, you know, and then like, so they're canceling the, those books. Now they're going back and rewriting old Ian Fleming, James Bond books like Dr. No and, and Live and Let Die to uh, to reflect modern wokeness. Like this is but what it, we're having. Ron, it Ronald takes Dahl, away. Yeah, our, our ability oh, yeah. to understand yeah. a time and culture and how things worked and right. how people spoke in this time so be, so that we don't get our feelings hurt. One of my history professors in college used to say that one of the most important things you can do when you read a history book is open up the front page and look at what year it was written and understand the context of how it was written at that time. And so if you pick up an Ian Fleming book 
and you read that it was written in the 1960s or 1950s and you understand it being written in that time, it's an important historical moment. It's an important cultural touchstone for you to understand how this book was written at the time and well, how and, it might and it be different today. it gives you a comparison. Today. Yeah. yeah, and it gives you something to compare now to. It's like, wow, they were like that back then? Well, I don't want my kids to be like that. Like, it gives you a kind of a learning experience if you didn't like the things that were going on back then. But if you erase it, you don't know that it ever happened. It's like, I, I just, I don't understand that thinking. It's and what, most of us are smart enough to know I should not write, I should not use the N-word if I write a novel. I know better, right? I don't use those words. How interesting that they were used back then. What is the social context? Not that, oh, hope that comes back in fashion. Like, I'm smarter than that. Most of us are smarter than that. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, like Disney cartoons, the old Disney cartoons, they've gotten like they've gone through and scrubbed some of those, you know, Is it and Warner Brothers what? stuff, too. Right. Um, and now putting uh, warning I, yeah. labels on Peter Pan yeah. as well. Come on. I remember like when when my daughter was really young, my mom grew up really liking Shirley Temple movies. Mm-hmm. And so she sent like a Shirley Temple collection to, to my daughter. I mean, she was like two. And I put the first one in. I, I don't even remember watching them growing up. And like very first one, there's like blackface. I'm like, and we're out. So I just, I, like I said, I said, I'm, back, I'm not, I'm not having this conversation with my two year old. No, it's a great time. discussion to have. It's a great, and you know, you wonder why Democrats really are struggling right now to like to connect with black voters. And you realize like the, I think the, I think the, the truth is coming out. Like, I think, you know, this, this, uh, idea of we're going to, we're going to help you, uh, you know, we're going to help the black community they've seen through that now how many promises can you make how many and how many lies can you can you create and never follow through on it yeah how many years in election cycles um yeah but the problem the problem is they believe the excuse that it's the republicans it's like they had the the congress the senate everything the, the white house they could have done so many things but again they didn't but then now that they're they don't have that they can blame it on republicans again and, and they too many people believe that they actually believe that that yeah. is the reason the cycle continues. Unfortunately, Thank you so much for watching this segment here at Redacted. We are live every day at 4 p.m. Eastern time trying to share the stories that the mainstream media will not cover. You should also come over and join our community of Redacted Rebels over at Redacted.inc. That's our private locals community where we can share exclusive content that we simply cannot share here on YouTube. Come over and join the rebellion together right now by going to Redacted.inc. We'll see you next time.